1: and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy!
2: On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we discuss trading around a core. Find out life's this game of pennies.
1: Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello, 40% right is a killing. We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war.
2: I don't have a Roth. Q you knows so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about Idex? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4% baby. No way. 4%? You asked the exact same question with two words <laughs> different. It's like, f- man, I just got dick whipped for like percent, And now that f***er's up like 50.
1: I bet Warren Buffett never did that.
2: I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight.
1: The pennies we, we need are everywhere, everywhere around us. Pennies, pennies,
2: pennies. Going in raw. Featuring Dan, the Idiot Dips,
1: and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny
2: and Christian.
1: Let's go, baby. Welcome back to
2: another episode of Penny's Going In Raw. Today is Sunday, October the 3rd. I had to look at my calendar. Yeah, so um, I hope everyone enjoyed the Reno episode. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was a little drunk. I... We planned it out kind of poorly. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the planning didn't wasn't the problem. It was if I'm at a bar, I'm going to get hammered. And we just happened to be waiting at a bar for five hours prior. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if my mic could have been muted, you know, it probably would have been a little better. But I mean, hey, that you know, was fun. If you were there, you know, you understood. You were probably drunk too. You know, next time. I think what's more impressive was the fact I spoke at a school the next day. So, I mean, and didn't get in trouble. Hugh actually said the more questionable thing that got him in trouble.
1: Uh, Well, okay, okay. First off, I think that we learned a lot as being our first live event. Overall, huge success. I mean, we couldn't believe the amount of people that came. Originally, we were like, hey, if like 30, 40 people show up, that's a win. And then all of a sudden, we sent out like a little Eventbrite. And I mean, we had hundreds of people signing up. So that was super cool. Uh what an awesome event. I had an awesome time. And uh, you know, I felt like we learned a lot. And I mean we did a lot because I flew in from Egypt. Yeah, the I was home for five It was hours.
2: packed. And and you had to do more more than we did. Like every time where we were just at the bar, he was like at of school doing stuff. So uh <laughs> yeah, no, I mean but,
1: I had to go to class.
2: Uh, yeah. Like like uh our manager always says we're uh we're building this plane as we're flying it and uh yeah one and of shout the, out to him and one of the pilots is drunk um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no also yeah shout out to our our manager sean um he did just have a a baby girl i hope it's a girl, a baby girl. but yeah congratulations to him uh on his second kid but I think, you know, there there's some stuff to talk about this week. Yeah. CEI is is up probably, what, like 50% on the week. And, and people are real upset uh, because, it, <laughs> you know, on Wednesday, it it popped all the way to 485. Uh, I believe it peaked May 488. And it followed that up with two halt downs. Um, I think in the second halt down, there was a, a even a fake offering prospectus that got made. I don't know if you saw that one um and went under three and then popped up halted up and oh it went over it was like the thing to watch on wednesday ended up after hours going above four again uh what's the price right now as we record this on thursday at 11 eastern time
1: yeah so we're sitting right now right around that 405 402 area and I think the biggest thing to note and and the biggest thing that always comes to my mind is and, and something I had to explain last night is that this is bigger than retail. This is not four dudes or you know, four, four frat bros in Sig Chai, you know, sigchai whatever, hanging around Sig you know, slapping. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. That was, yeah. was in Greek life. That was in Greek life. my have, point
2: is- you barely have the English alphabet <laughs> right. So <I> mean, <laughs> I'm not going to force the Greek one on you just yet. <laughs>
1: Thanks, bro. But my point is that this isn't like four bros sitting around having a beer, like yo, let's slap CEI with Zach Morris and Hugh Henny and Dan Dippity. Like there was a billion shares traded yesterday, the 29th. That if if the average price was four dollars a share, which is probably higher, that's four billion monetary exchanging hands. That is way bigger than retail. I mean, let's think about this. And if this continues, this could be insane. Uh, We talked about it when spy flushes that a lot of money usually comes into pennies. But this is like a different level like this is levels i 've never seen uh we would, We talked a lot about um funds that have day traders or you know like let 's call it prop funds, and you know they 'll flee to the small caps but this is like real big money coming into c e i who who you know some people are calling a shell company so my point is is that I really think that that the momentum through the end of the year could be insane. In fact, yeah, this I mean, could be
2: I think I think the reason why a lot of people may just think of it as like the the for like the guys with just following Zach and just like people on retail slapping it is cuz they see it get called as a penny stock and then literally 3 weeks later, less than a month later, it's already at like 480. I was I was telling someone the other day uh, you in a, a month ago? Whenever laid back called this at his entry. If you put in a yeah. hundred thousand shares, that's a new Honda Civic. Yesterday at its peak, that was half a million dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just that, that's insane. In what, like three weeks? Three weeks. weeks I think
2: it's like twenty nine yeah. days. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was trading days, but yeah, it was, it was like it was like just around a month.
1: Yep. Yeah. Which is just insane, and and I think that it, just to our point that we were talking about is that if this is going, if this kind of momentum is what's going to continue to drive small caps, I mean, we could see more moves like this. Uh, you know, I mean, some of us have NAC. I was looking at you know some TBLT earlier. I was looking at uh, at some what was it, NACD or whatever. You know, like those are moves where if real money and real volume be, you know becomes behind these stocks i mean these really will move. so is it
2: just like this because the oil price is is do, going the way it's going or could yeah. this also work with like sndl I, you know i know that's got some chatter i mentioned it the other day cuz of, of and it like with the weed like, legislation vote if that, yeah. you know, could that bring bigger money to like maybe the weed stocks or, or does definitely. it not need a catalyst?
1: No, definitely. But, the, but the, the one key difference that I will say is that CEI, until their financials become current, can't raise, uh, which something tells me that their, that their executive team is literally like licking their chops to try and raise. Because again, like this company is very dilutive. One thing that I, that we definitely wanted to mention is that we saw getting passed around is that a lot of people were talking about that, that CEI was trading at like a thousand or something at one point. Yet it wasn't actually trading at one thousand one hundred eighty-three. What is that? Or oh no, excuse me, eleven thousand eight hundred thirty-seven dollars per share. That's it. Was never trading there. It's because of they've done so many reverse splits and so many offerings. That uh, the price ends up getting all screwed up because they do so many reverse splits and they're so dilutive. But the point to this is that uh, I I'll be interested because once their current financials become up to date or you know once their financials become current, I, I would probably expect an offering now. This has so much volume. At a bill, if this continues, this volume, then the offering won't matter. They could do like a hundred million dollar offering, and it'll be swept up in an, in an hour. Uh, so, so there's two keys to this: is that if CEI does continue with this much volume, and they do drop an offering, uh, I mean, this thing could continue to go because that's what that's what I think everyone's waiting to sell for is the offering. But again. If they're do, like are waiting for
2: 488 to sell yesterday. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: but, and so my thing is that if, if if it's truly like we're still continuing to do billions of dollars in exchange every single day, then a hundred million dollar offering will not matter, and this could seriously turn into something crazy. Now, the other point to this is that because I do believe that real money is behind this, is that. If the real money decides, hey, we made nice gains on this, I'm out. Well, then, I mean, then that's when we get into like that big on un- downhaul, downhaul, down downhaul. Down down yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I mean is that is that like kind of like this trader intuition kind of has to come into play here. And you have to be smart. And that's where we get into trading around the core.
2: Yeah. And before we get into trade around the core, uh, just something you mentioned. Uh, I don't know if there's a tool out there that exists like this. But one, you know, if it could be made, it'd be nice as uh, like a charting, but it shows where it'll be like a line where a reverse split will happen. And then the price just changes, you know? Like, hey, yeah, it was 100. Now we have a chart in the chart. But yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, no,
1: no, I agree with you. And, and just to a point, if you're holding from underneath a dollar, what was it? You could have sold 20% of your position. Yeah,
2: okay. So if something is up, a thousand percent, you can sell. <laughs> I, I don't even want to get into how low that. But no, if it's up five hundred percent, if you even if you bought it at fifty cents and it went to two dollars and fifty cents, you could sell twenty percent of your position, and your cost basis would be free. Yeah. So if you had a hundred shares at fifty cents, so fifty dollars at two dollars and fifty cents, that'd be worth uh, twenty five hundred, and those twenty shares would cover your entire 50 bucks. Yeah. 20% and then you have 80% of your position riding completely free. Doesn't matter if it gets OTC, if the CEO yeah. like kills 80 people like doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll never lose money.
1: Yeah. And so as we get into trading around the core, I think that this is super important because I really do believe that if big money does continue to start to track these smaller companies, then we're going to see things moon. Like, like we're going to see things moonshot, especially if we get into a, uh, a situation like CEI where they can't dilute. I mean, then we will, I mean, that might become like the new cat. the new theme is that anything that can't dilute or anything like that. Um, uh, any, any, you know, or doesn't have enough authorized shares to dilute, then that could become the new theme. And if big money gets behind this, then we will see things moon a thousand percent, five hundred percent. And so this is where we last market, you know, last sixteen months, you could hold something for a thousand, two thousand percent, and and be fine. Now CEI is up almost, it is up a thousand, yeah, it's up over like twelve hundred percent even at this price, and. We really need to talk about trading around the core because we're seeing big moves. I mean, one day it'll be up 30% and the next day down, you know, 40%. At, we haven't uh,
2: seen it down. At, like, dude, but that's the thing. I think what makes trading around the core difficult for a stock like this, when it's going up 20% and it's just piss missling all the time, if you yeah. sell some on POPs, it's like... I mean, you will get drops because it is, you know, as Tommy called it yesterday, an ATM. I mean, it goes up, goes down for day traders. It's nice, too. But I mean, when it's green every day, all day, it's you, you think you start to think like, maybe I can get this dip later. Yeah. But yeah, that's why trading around the core on such a stock that's just going up, up, up is and it's mentally tough, too, because you're like, damn, I shouldn't have sold any of these if you don't get a chance to buy them back.
1: No, exactly. And the range is like a dollar, dollar and a half, which is incredible. I, I I won't touch CEI for day trades just because I know that I'll get into a situation to where like I'll buy a breakout, it'll fail, I'll add more, it'll fail, I'll stop out, then it'll piss missile. Yeah, I don't you know. I don't so don't like, think,
2: uh, like, but I mean, like if we're talking about trading around the core, I think like the past oh, yeah. two days, it's uh oh no, I'm just saying the past two days, I think it's a bad example for CEI just because of how it's halted like 14 times. It's hard to talk about yeah. trade, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that why, why, it's important to trade around the court is that when we saw the last administration, I was talking to uh, to the class at Reno uh, just the other night about this is that what we saw was we saw an ascending triangle. That was almost every time the 50 day moving average was bought and we would see all time highs within like two weeks. Now, with this new administration it almost feels like we're going to be inside a range it doesn't it doesn't feel the same it doesn't feel like that like that continuous ascending triangle so if we get into one of those situations to where the market's kind of inside like a W or even trading inside a range and it might break out a little bit, but then create a new range. If it's not like doing 30% a year, which which is insane, then even on large caps and even on your 401k, your Roth, you know, your longer term holds, this is when trading around a core can take your 401k like 30%, 40% in a year, even if... Even if the market only moves five, six, seven percent, and all it really comes down to is understanding key levels, and that's where we want to talk about trading trading around the core. So you trade around the core the most, I think, out of the two of us by far, right?
2: I mean, mainly it came out of me just day trading a whole lot, and then wanting to swing as well, but still having the I want to scale out, but then I see a dip again, and I'm like, hey, you know, I can add at least some of the shares back, uh, even if it's a small difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so the way that I think about trading in the core, I think about two different scenarios. I think about large caps, and I think about small caps, things that move, you know, really fluently, uh, you know, like, let's call it like sub 80 million float. When I think about large caps, again, if SPY starts to get into like this range, then what we'll see is and, and where you can really use it to your advantage is that let's just say that you have Apple and you have spy up and you identify uh, resistance at 150. And the last three times that it's touched 150 or spy at you know, 440, it's broken down.
3: If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco.
1: com. you can sell 30 or 40 percent of your position before it hits that resistance point if it breaks back you can buy back half of that position but if it fails now you just locked in some profit and then again what's at the bottom of the range is that support if you see support at 130 boom buy back half of your position and then if it breaks down more buy back more and that's one of those ways where you can lock in 8 10% gains on half of your position or even a third of your position um, and like i said with and that's where you know your 401k can see massive gains uh, i was on a phone call recently and one of the guys he doesn't he can't sit in front of his computer all day but he has a 401k and he's trying to maximize returns so i said listen Figure out the range of the seven stocks that you hold. When it gets up to resistance, just sell half, okay? If it breaks through and comes back down to that resistance that's now support and it's starting to hold, buy back some of your position. So you're buying back higher, but it's really not too much higher, okay? And you're going to get that confirmation, his portfolio, he 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 gave me like an update, and it was up like like fifteen percent, which doesn't sound crazy. But when you get those four hundred one ks and those Roth IRAs up there, I mean that's like thirty forty grand. So that's the one way that I see that you can that you can use trading around the core with your large caps like you know again 401k stuff like that um anything you want to add to that before we go to small caps no
2: i think you i think killed down for but for small caps um starting off i think like like you're saying how it's different because how they can just get these random spikes just always being aware and noticing when hey i don't think this is going to continue or maybe this is just someone that tweeted it and i'm like you know, it's just going to drop. This is just a, a little bit of volume coming in. I'm going to take this 5% whenever it gets clearly back down. And, and knowing the personality, uh, knowing, hey, this one always has a morning flush or this one's always really hot right as the market opens and just playing around that. And the longer you hold that swing, the more you get to know it, the better you can trade around it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that that really comes back to, to, with the small caps, it comes back to two things. key levels, and knowing the personality. So if if the stock usually doesn't do well when, let's just say that when SPY is up, this stock doesn't do too well. Then if SPY is up like 3%, you can instantly sell inside the morning before, before the market opens, uh, you know, like 10, 15% of your position. And on a flush, buy it back. And same thing. And I think that like, I've gotten better at this, but I'm still not great at this, is that when I when I see like, big, huge candles, big exhaustion, you know, someone tweeting about something, you know, I'll sell a third of my position, actually like more like 10, 10 or 15% of my position, because I know that that's not a natural movement. If it's an organic movement then I want to see like a press release or, you know, I want to see like spy being up a lot. And, and, and again, when it comes to that resistance point, you know, I'll cut five, 10% of my position and then you know, we know that it's going to dip at some point it, and it's okay. I've, I've got, I've had to get into that mindset that it's okay if it breaks out when I sell. And then when it comes back and tests that resistance or that, you know, old resistance, new support, it's okay to add back there. But what I used to have, what I, what I used to get myself in trouble with is that I would add back, I would add back and then it would flush down. So that's that's the one thing is that I think it's really important that if you're going to trade around a core, and especially if you're going to average up, you need to wait for that confirmation of that push through.
2: Yeah. Um, I, and I think knowing you don't always have to average up when you are trading around your core, knowing, hey, this broke out. And even though I did sell some, I still have 85% of my position and I'm OK with that. I think that's one of the, the nicest things about trading around the core is just Having the comfort of knowing, hey, this is locked in. And even though I did sell some and I felt good about selling some, it's still going up and I still have a good bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what what made me realize that this is like the best way to do it is that one time I sold and I almost top ticked. I almost top ticked it recently, one of the swings. And I was able to buy it back like 8% cheaper because Spy got flushed hard. And I was like, this is beautiful. I, made, I locked in like 15 grand on nothing. And I was able to buy it back cheaper on support. And I'm, and I'm also like keeping it up because I'm support, you know, like I was that support bit. So I think that that was like my aha moment, but even more so, okay, let's, let's take uh let's take like a scenario. Okay. CEI, Let's let's just say that yesterday, you know, you took a position when it broke out or you know and we're talking about Wednesday now because today is Thursday. When it broke out over that like 418 level and you sold half at 450 and you sold the other half or you know you sold half at 450 and you sold another third at 480 because again, VWAP at this point was sitting at 369. So the CEI was a dollar above the VWAP okay which is just insane okay we have to like like moving averages are supposed to be pretty close to the price so when they get this super way off price that's when you want to sell some and then when it when it gets uh, the other way it flushes down below VWAP that's when you want to add you know if you're a day trader and so that's one of those ways where even if you got caught inside that downhaul at 485 to where it downhauled to you know like What is this? Like three ninety, so almost a dollar per share. That's one of those situations where you could have instantly added back. So you could have locked those gains and added some back if you felt like it was going to go higher. And now you just had almost two perfect trades on it. So I think that that's just the scenario. Um, You know, go back and listen to what I just said and pull up the chart, and I think it'll make a little bit more sense. But part of this is that you know, listen, if you get so far away from the technicals, that's when I think. For me, because I I don't really, I didn't really know when to cut some. But for me, it's like if I look at the VWAP, I look at the 200 day moving average, I look at the 50 day moving average, and the price without having any good news is just so much higher than those technicals. That's when I'm like, okay, then let's call it anything above 10%. That's when I'm like, okay, let me cut half, you know, because we are going to see at least a pullback to those moving averages.
2: Yeah. And, and I think just going back to it, if it doesn't and you've sold that much and this is a swing, are you going to add the breakout if, if you sold a whole 50 percent? You know, we you know, when we were kind of just talking about mainly just doing 10, 15, if you're trading around your core and you're comfortable with how it comes back, uh, one that I recall uh, was and we mentioned this a good bit, um, Mark. Whenever they would tweet, it'd go from thirty six to forty cents, thirty six cents to forty cents, and um, that you know that's a ten percent run, and it would happen every day. So for for months, and we just would be selling all of our position, and then one day it it just went up and up and up and up and it never stopped. And I was like, damn, I missed the big run uh when do you and so how do you decide when you're gonna just add that breakout and if it doesn't work do you cut or are you just like hey i've gotten such a cushion from trading around my core i can accept a 10 percent
1: loss yeah yeah no so for me it's all about and this is probably not the best mentality but for me it's all about how much am i up on this actual ticker so if i'm if i'm only up you know let's call like three percent i'm like nah like uh, I'm going to let it ride a little bit, but let's just say that, that I've locked in, like, uh, like I've locked in, yeah, you know, let's call it 40, $40,000 worth of gains. And I have, you know, $300,000 inside the stock then I'll give myself a little bit of breathing room because now I feel mentally like I have that breathing room. I don't know that it's probably not the best mentality, but that's just the way that like my mind kind of works. I think so that's
2: the biggest part about all of it though. I mean, yesterday you see everyone freaking the fuck out over CEI. If they were not even if they were trading around their position or at least scaling some out, I don't think you'd be freaking out because it, like we were just talking about 20% out in your whole positions free uh and yeah I mean losing profit still sucks but you know at least you you, you have
1: some clarity yeah exactly and that's why I think that that's what really did it for me I was like oh this makes sense like now I get this because on a dip I'm like Phew. I already got those gains locked in. So even though my unrealized is going up and down, my realized is sitting there, sitting pretty. And, and it actually gave me, it gives me more conviction than what I. I had because I had already locked some in. And then it, it, what it also does is because I keep that low average, even if we get news, I'm okay with slapping the news. You know? So let's just say that I have 10,000 shares or let's just say I have 20,000 shares and I sold 10,000 and the next day we get news. I'm okay with slapping 6,000 shares um, you know, on that news and averaging up. You know, and, and it's just, it just comes down to like being nimble with it. Okay. I'll scale out of those really, you know, quicker for a dollar or $2 per share. But again, that's like, I'm locking in more profit. And then if we downhaul, guess what? I've already traded around the court twice. I've locked in, you know, let's call 30% of profit. And if it downhauls fine, I just get out and maybe I give up half of my profit. Or it's like CEI and, and,
2: and you just find the bottom and you reload.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is that like CEI's chart is so beautiful that it's like you you had so many chances to to lock some prop. Like it literally would only pull back like 10%. So you could sell some, get back in 10% lower. Yeah, you you know and continue. You wouldn't
2: have to wait too long to get your precious shares back.
1: No, no, (laughs) like I'm looking at these candles and it's like it's like green candle, small red down, green candle, like those are like, that's a perfect trading around the core. Like you could have locked in huge gains. Um, You know, e- even if you didn't just hold, you know, even if you sold if, around if the core. If
2: it's doing like a five step forward and one step back and five step forward yeah. and one step back, that's like perfect situation to trade around the core. And for for people that have jobs and stuff you can trade around your court too if you see one of your your swings are up six seven percent or you you just happen to check the chart and it looks like it's you know up or you do some technicals and it's like okay hey this is a good spot if
3: you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco i'm here to tell you about black buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco.
0: don't
2: don't ever feel bad about just taking some, and then you look later. You know, right as you're about to get off work, or you're off work, and it's after hours. You see a dip, and you know, or just toss a bit in after you sell yours for that two percent lower. Just grab some yeah. back. I mean, it, I remember when I was working, and this is how I like kind of developed that strategy. I mean, it started with GHSI. I think just relating this to it as well, with GHSI and CEI, I think one of the biggest issues with newer traders is when they see these price targets as like the holy grail, you know? If yeah. you're waiting yeah. for that 10, how many people do you think have that 99, not 99 sell limit? You know, stuff like <laughs> that. And, and yeah, why, why do you think it's going to 10 aside from someone said so
1: well it also gets back into like if if i'm sitting there and i'm thinking oh i want to sell at 9.99 if the price target's send well wait hang on dan's probably yeah, thinking that so too nine i want to undercut that 998 997 seven, nine and then all of a sudden it's like nine dollars is like everybody's everybody's spot now i mean you, you know saw it happen yesterday I like,
2: 588 i mean 488 yeah they, they said they're like yeah exactly coming, but oh i'm smart
1: <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's where, you know, I, that's why I don't really like price targets, but I, you know, I mean, CEI has been incredible. The one thing that I will also say is that if you're going to trade around the core, don't ever let a bad, tra- a really great trade go bad. You know, like there's like, there's conviction, but then it's like, why, why am I doing this for so long? You know, it, because again, a billion shares trade yesterday, um, you know, so, so, if a billion shares trade, but instead of on the green side, on the red side, CEI could get smoked. So That's one thing to, to, to think of. And then the other thing that we'll – last thing that we'll, that we'll touch on on trading around the core is that when you get a bigger account, it is – on some of these smaller names, it's not easy to get in and out of stocks. Like when I remember like when you had like five hundred shares, I mean you could just get in and out like no issue, but now, if you flash on you know let's call it like a billion dollar company, if you flash like two hundred thousand dollar shares on the ass side, all of a sudden algo start selling into the into the bid you know and, and then and then it's also like you know now you're that wall and you're resistance. so uh, trading around the core with a bigger account also limits that slippage if if we get big green candles and tons of volume come to the buy side, just sell like, you know, 2000, 2000, 2000, you know, these small blocks on the way up so that if God forbid bad news does come out, you're not getting smoked because you won't be able to get out. You won't be able to get out. God forbid bad news. You won't be able to get, get out. I know that that you know, like you got to have a bigger account for that to even matter. But that's what we're all striving for. Like that's why we're all here. Is that so? Like our issue is slippage. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's not a bad. It, it, it's a it's a double edged sword. You know, like it's it's like paying taxes. You know, like none of us love paying taxes, but it's a good problem to have. You know? And
2: also, uh, if you're a Zach Morris or laid back hater or Atlas hater or whoever, and you waited until after the two halt downs when the stock that was up a thousand percent to talk shit, you're a loser. Yeah, you're that's a loser. just I think that's just a fact. Yeah, you're a loser. and and hell of a call by them. I mean, even if it never breaks what it what it did. I mean, oh, my God. And OK, 40 cents to 40 $5. Let's just say $5 in a dead market and they summon this shit out of nothing. It's like I mean, wow. What a what a call. So so big kudos to Laidback and then uh joining joining that one. They tag teamed that one like crazy and uh super impressive job by them too. You had something you want to talk about
1: about Tesla. We'll talk. I'm going to read three tweets and then we can talk about it. Tweet number 1. Kathy Wood's ARC fund now down 10% for the year. Okay, it's tweet number one. Tweet number two says, one time big Tesla bull, Shema says he sold his position. Tweet number two. Tweet number three, Kathy Wood sells 340,000 shares of Tesla yesterday, or around 264 million worth, one of her biggest sales of 2021. And then, uh, and then this person followed up with, "Why would you sell if you have three, a three thousand dollar price target to buy things like Zoom, Robinhood, or Zillow? Her strategy seems disconnected to what she says on air." What do you think about that? Chamath sold his shares in Tesla. Kathy Woods sold two almost three hundred million worth. Do you think and, it's time? To- and
2: Kathy's uh, thing is down ten percent.
1: Yeah, and Kathy's okay. uh, fund is down ten percent. So, what do you think about uh, that? Any any first thoughts?
2: So, Kathy Woods, she's not like is she very government like? She's not insider trading, is she? Or is that like up in the air?
1: No, no, I, she's, she, she, she's she's a, pretty, she's a good egg. Yeah, she she seems pretty good egg. Yeah, her um, she seems pretty good egg.
2: I uh, she seems like a what? Wall
1: Street better with it tons of money. It seems like
2: they don't like. Uh, they are they going okay? So zoom robin hood so tech space kind of fucking ipos uh, i don't know um hit me
1: well see this is okay first off let me start with
2: something He seems like they don't like tesla i mean i that that seems like a
1: given yeah and, and we'll take the first tweet first because this bothers me because uh, wall street my is idol. already yeah, yeah. Wall Street is already male dominated. Like it, like it's, I mean, it was obviously it was worse inside the 80s, but it's already male dominated, especially for fund managers. Okay. And so for you to come out and say that she's down 10% on the year. Yeah. Okay. That's a fact. But also oh, let's take on her the year. five year to, yeah, on the year, but her five year, she's up like 500%. 500%. The benchmark used to be this, the S&P index, like 8% a year. That was the fucking benchmark. She's up 500%. So I hate, I hate this. I hate, I when I saw that tweet, Feminist I really wanted to gouge virus <laughs> I just think it's so stupid when I see tweets like, like you'll never see a tweet like Kathy Woods up All 500% last five years. Down 50%. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like Chamath gets grilled on on TV last night. And what happens? He comes out and he says that we should be questioning the the ethical the efficacy of short sellers. What? And, and Kathy and and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna say Kathy Woods is down 10%. It blows my mind sometimes that that some of this is just like okay on the news. Like Chamath last night, I, did you watch the interview last night? no he went <laughs> dude you missed out he went online <laughs> he went he literally went on tv and when asked about if it was ethical for him for what he did with the spax he said we should be looking and taking him he said i'm curious we should be looking closer at short sellers Are maybe this see- is what he
2: meant when he tweeted uh about to fuck some shit up just that dude
1: Dude, he sold into retail. He literally was tweeting out, like, oh, like, like this shit's gonna moon. Like, I like this company's gonna be the next one. And then he sells all the shares and all the companies and all the SPACs. Mind you, he didn't get in at like $10 a share. He got in at like $2 a share. So this motherfucker made 300% tweeting out, this thing's gonna be the next, you know, Amazon while he's selling into it. And then he's going to go on TV when questioned about it, and he's going to say, we should be – I'm curious why we don't look into uh, short sellers more. We, uh, fuck, if I knew that you were selling into the companies that you're pumping, I'd be shorting you too. Like it. it
2: he's loving the sweet I wish and American dream, pockets. man.
1: I literally can't, like, there's so many case studies over the last six months. I can't believe that that's allowed. But then we can come out and say Kathy Woods is down 10% on the year. Mind you, she's up 500%, taking on billions of dollars. Like, she literally, it's not like she has a $1,000 account. She has billions and billions and billions of dollars. So I think it's just. Do I kiss her? I, dude. Uh, It makes me so mad. Like, Wall Street makes me so mad sometimes. Like, that uh, it makes me so mad that this is like, and and it made her her
2: so mad that she sold her Tesla shares.
1: She didn't even sell that many. She still has a massive position. Like, we don't know what she's going to do with that money. Like, you can't just guess that she's going to throw it in Zoom. Like, we can't just guess it. Like, that's so stupid. There's so many options. She's trying to start ETFs, she's trying to do so many other things just because she sold some of Tesla. And guess what? Tesla's at 800. Okay, clearly her selling didn't do anything to Tesla. I mean, Tesla's high inside the last month, uh, I'll tell you right now, Tesla's high last month is 799. It's at 786. So clearly it's not, so all that nonsense that Tesla's only up because of Kathy Woods, you know, like, like all that nonsense about her pumping Tesla. She sold 260 million and the price is almost near its month high. So get the fuck out of here, it makes me so. Some of this shit makes me so angry. Now, Chamath, on the other hand, and
2: was I supposed to get that exact same answer from those th- reading those three tweets? Whenever you said, "Yeah, you, I was oh, expecting okay. you to be fired
3: I, up." man. yeah, like, no, this I, is
2: now, now, I, now that you've somehow intertwined them all uh, against like um, <laughs> inequality <laughs> and stop this the, on Wall Street against women. Uh, you're right. I did not see. I did not see those all three but now now i do you've opened my eyes i see it clear now and i'm
1: <laughs> thank, thank yeah. you and, and shamath dear god i want shamath on this podcast cuz i swear to god if he if i was interviewing him and he said to me i'm curious about short sellers i think i'd edit that out vinny cuz we can't say that but it's just so stupid you were selling into the, the things that you're pumping after making 300% on billions of dollars I can't. It's called hedging I, it's yourself, just, man. Dude, I'm literally sweating. It, this is – it's. I can't. I literally can't. Like it's not even like he sold 10% of his position to lock in the insane profits that he made. He sold all of his position. Like this same days that he's tweeting that like SPCE is going gonna, is gonna to be the first – one to take uh civilians to the moon like wh- come on dude like the same day that he tweeted like we're gonna fuck some shit up he went away for three months after yeah. selling billions of dollars of these companies yes yeah, stock uh, I,
2: went down a lot his stock didn't
1: go up until reddit made it go up <laughs> dude i just clove. <laughs> I, I, all right i'm done i'm done but this is just it's so stupid it's so stupid
2: clove um all right well uh Kathy Woods, uh, sorry about- Dude, why aren't you mad about this? Oh, I'm, I'm pissed, I, I don't have any word. I like, I, I'm just mainly thinking of like what actions I can take um, to kind of like raise awareness about this and uh, put an end to it. And I'm just like, I, wanna, I gotta stay calm. You Gotta fight power with, uh, with brain power. You know, I don't wanna like come off care. as the aggressor. So Kathy Woods, I do apologize. <laughs> You're down 10% on the year. Uh, you should have bought AMC at the beginning. That probably would have helped. That's <laughs> really what buffered a lot of our accounts. Um, DM us, we'll send you some some plays. Uh, and Chamath, keep fucking shit up, man. Uh, <laughs> ha ha. <And> what? <laughs> what? I mean, I just you know keep hustling. You know. Uh, I hope. I hope. Uh, Ka- I mean, obviously in a one on one, i I'm going for Kathy, but I mean, <laughs> come on, dude, back. Back in like back in January, dude, Chamath like he had our he had our hearts, man,
1: as he was selling into us.
2: Okay, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. That was kind of fucked up. right like he
1: was making three hundred million because ama- he was tweeting.
2: Wall Street bet squeezed uh, Chamath on clove that time.
1: <laughs> well, also, also, he's talking about uh, oh oh. I mean, if we want to go into clove, okay. You know what he said about clove last night, dude? Or do we have time, or are we done, uh, dude?
2: We I don't think we have like a time on it.
1: Dude, he said last night, oh, so all these short reports came out about Clove and like how they're misrepresenting themselves. And he goes, oh, like we talked about it inside the disclosures. Are you serious? You can't, like, the fact that it's okay for him to tweet out, like, Clove is going to have 700 doctors, uh, inpatient doctors, by the end of the year. And inside the disclosures, they're like, oh, yeah. They like, don't we're, even
2: have fucking 700 patients.
1: Yeah, like, like, inside the disclosures, like, yeah, like, we're not going to have seven. Like, that, like, we're not even going to hit seven. Like, maybe we'll hit ten if we're lucky. Like, that's complete misrepresentation. And you can't just say, oh, I was inside the disclosure. Like, in what world is this okay? Like, that can't be okay for, for, for you to just come out and completely misrepresent the company and, and then come back and be like, oh, like, you know, like we said inside the disclosure, like, this is risky. I, what? I, I can't, man. I, it makes me so fucking bothered. It makes me so bothered, man. Like, does he not care about his name? In, in my eyes, that tanked his name. Like, before you before could say what he wants, if he ever goes on Shark Tank, I swear to God I'll stop watching the show, and I love that show.
2: Oh like as uh, as one and the, yeah okay I, I forgot is he like is he like an option to replace like mark cuban
1: i mean he i mean he has more money than i like than i like how mark a few of the cuban, sharks
2: well yeah dude mark cuban has like i think like 8 times or like 10 times the amount as the second wealthiest one because he, he's uh yeah yeah he's no, that's a, what i'm saying like is more
1: than than a, yeah, than a, so yeah
2: he, is more mark cuban can just be a douchebag and be like ah oh, fuck well mark can just outbid us off he wants yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it just it, it makes me so mad because i feel like i i feel like chamath you were so rich like did you did you have like, and you one you were already so rich and two you got into these companies and you were already up like 200% before before they even went went and came public. Like you were already up mil- hundreds of millions of dollars. So you would truly need the stock price to fall 50 60% for you to even come close to your average. Did you really need to like
2: go on? Hey, hey man, I can't. And, and I, think, I think we can end the podcast on this note. If Chamath a billionaire is still out there hustling and chasing that bag you better keep chasing that bag too i hope y'all have a great that's week. your
1: takeaway <laughs>
2: that's the hustler's mentality man he's got it and he's still out here hustling grinding i can't end the part i can't i, can't.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> love y'all bye <laughs>